Hello, celestial citizens. I'm Helen Flourish, and welcome to Continuum. The universe is expanding, and so is the space industry. With all the new developments, announcements, and launches, it can be a lot to keep up with. So we're here to help. Continuum is a news outlet that's making space news relevant for the next generation and boldly challenging the status quo. Whether it's new discoveries and developments in technology or how what we're doing in space affects us here on Earth, we'll cover it all. Currently, we're posting our stories to our website, continuum-hq.com, and on our newsletter, which comes out every other week. Not only does our newsletter include links to our original features, but it also contains a rundown of some top headlines from the week, as well as recommended space reads from around the web. We'll be back with our video show very soon, so be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks too. You can find links to our website and how to subscribe to our newsletter in the episode description. Whether you're a space enthusiast or just starting to look up to the stars, we'll take the highlights from the week and share them for you here. We are the outlet providing space news for everyone. So without further ado, here's Continuum. Now for this week's top headlines. Clear your calendars because this weekend's gonna be a big one. First up, Blue Origin's NS-21 has set a new launch date. As we know, the space industry is no stranger to delays and rescheduling. NS-21 was originally slated to launch on May 24th, but after a backup system failed to perform as expected, Blue Origin delayed the launch. Now we can look forward to this Saturday, June 4th, when six more commercial astronauts will take to space. The crew includes Katya Echazareta, the first Mexican-born woman going to space, and Evan Dick, who will be flying on New Shepard for a second time. Next up on the weekend agenda, NASA will begin another attempt at a wet dress rehearsal for SLS. Call to stations will be on June 5th, with the intended rollout of SLS to start at midnight. The wet dress rehearsal consists of filling the core and upper stage of the rocket with 730,000 gallons of super-cold liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen, as well as performing a simulated countdown without igniting the engine. NASA remains optimistic that SLS will launch later this year, potentially as early as July. SLS has previously attempted a wet dress rehearsal three times to date without success. So I guess as the saying goes, fourth time's the charm? And last news for this weekend, it seems that work will continue on China's Tiangong Space Station, or Celestial Palace. China will be sending three astronauts to continue work on the station, despite finding a potential launch jammer near the site earlier this week. They expect Tiangong will be completed this year, with two more laboratory modules slated to go up in July and October. If Tiangong is completed, China will be the only country to operate its own space station. As U.S. and Russia relations become increasingly strained, it is unknown if Roscosmos will pursue a relationship with China on their new venture. In more launch news, if you haven't heard already, the uncrewed mission of Boeing's Starliner was mostly a success. The spacecraft took off from Cape Canaveral and docked on the ISS for four days, after which it undocked and landed in New Mexico. Starliner experienced a few snags, at one point losing communication with its GPS systems, and at another experiencing a main thruster malfunction, which was mitigated by other thrusters, but overall the mission was a success. Boeing and NASA will plan on a crewed flight soon, which will add Starliner as an option to bring astronauts up to the ISS alongside SpaceX. This past week, NASA's budget was criticized by members of the House Science Committee for asking for less money? In their 2023 budget, NASA is asking for less money than last year to fund a telescope that would study near-Earth objects. Last year, the agency asked for $143.2 million. 
this year a paltry 39.9 million. This reduction comes from NASA's intent to support higher priority missions, like the Mars Sample Return and Europa Clipper. Subcommittee members criticized this move, citing the urgency posed by the Decadal Survey to establish this telescope that would aid in detecting 90% of hazardous objects in space at least 140 meters across. They don't call it ingenuity for nothing. The tiny helicopter on Mars undertook a record-breaking flight at the beginning of April, a distance of 2,310 feet, at a speed of 12 miles per hour while flying roughly 33 feet above the surface. This past week, NASA released video from the flight, a series of black and white images that give us a sense of what it would be like to glide over a grayscale Mars. With Ingenuity hibernating for the Martian winter, we can't wait to see what other images we'll get back when spring arrives. This also might be time to petition for Ingenuity Day on Mars. If the helicopter sees its shadow, there might be another six weeks of dust storms. Soon there might be another type of rainbow in the sky. Well, kind of. NASA's Innovative Advanced Concepts, or NIAC program, has chosen to advance a diffractive solar sails project to the final phase of the program. These sails, in theory, would use tiny grates in the sail material to diffract light in all directions, utilizing the sunlight more efficiently than other solar sail designs. This would also cause the sails to appear to take on a rainbow pattern when under light. Amber Dubel and her team at Johns Hopkins University, as well as co-investigator Grover Schwarzlander, who led the project in its first two NIAC phases, will have two years and two million dollars to develop the product. And for our last bit of news, imagine you were mushroom hunting in a lush forest, but you only picked the mushrooms that were easy to reach. What about all the tiny nooks and crannies? Would you check if there were mushrooms there? Now imagine those mushrooms were black holes. This is kind of what happened to faculty graduate students Sheila Kanapan, Mugda Palomera, and their team at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where they hunt for black holes across the universe. They applied new thinking to examining dwarf galaxies, which previously had been tossed aside for black hole study in favor of bigger and brighter galaxies. After extensive research and simulations, the team concluded that, quote, highly star-forming dwarf galaxies contain a growing massive black hole, which led Palomera to discover that growing massive black holes were more common in dwarf galaxies than previously thought. Further research on these black holes may reveal more information about how our Milky Way's supermassive black hole was formed. And now introducing our new segment, Moonshot. If we're gonna get to space, we're gonna need a lot of help. Here's some of the last couple weeks highlights from the commercial companies that are taking us there. This week, Axiom Space and Collins Aerospace were selected by NASA to advance spacewalking capabilities in low Earth orbit and at the moon. Through 2034, the companies will design spacesuits to aid NASA in lunar exploration and spacewalks. Ursa Major, a privately funded rocket propulsion company, announced its Airway engine, a 200,000-pound thrust-reusable liquid oxygen and methane staged combustion engine for medium and heavy launch. They're available for order now, with initial hot fire testing in 2023 and delivery in 2025. Airway joins a very small group of engines that can replace the Russian-made engines that are no longer available to the U.S. Astroforge closed on a $13 million round of Seed Plus funding last week. With the goal of mining platinum on asteroids to sell on Earth, Astroforge is planning the launch of a satellite in 2023, which will perform a refining demonstration in low Earth orbit. The company is also planning two deep space missions in the future. 
Lunar Outpost also closed a seed funding round of $12 million. With this funding, the company aims to launch a new class of autonomous lunar rovers, deploy Lunar Outpost robotic technologies in additional environments, and invest in new technologies to improve its existing platforms. And lastly this week, Stratolaunch unveiled the test version of their Talon A aircraft, TA-0. TA-0 will be carried into low Earth orbit by the company's gargantuan Stratolaunch rock aircraft, and will be used to test the release mechanism from the rock in preparations for a rocket-powered Talon A. And that's it for this week. Again, if you want to read our feature stories, check out our website, continuum-hq.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at continuum.hq and Twitter at continuum underscore HQ. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with what's going on in space. And while you're there, leave us a review so others can find us as well. And of course, subscribe to our Continuum newsletter on Substack for curated space news content. Tune in two weeks from now to keep up to date with all the cool stuff happening up in that big, beautiful cosmos we're all floating around in. Continuum, one giant leap every other week.